Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Nikki. And you're listening to Through the Thick and Thin Red Line. A podcast intended to shed light on firefighter issues inside the firehouse and outside the firehouse. We're definitely not mental health professionals or have any professional training or certification in mental health. But we do have experiences. So if you're intending to use this for the sole purpose of entertainment or just to relate to an issue that you may be encountering, we're here for you. We hope that you enjoy this and it's going to be great. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Not you, them. <laughs> oh, them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the name of our podcast is Through the Thick and Thin Red Line. Just the, so everybody knows. Just so everybody knows. And they're in the knows. loop. And if they can't read. And they can't right? read. And they can't read. The label. No, that's a cool name. Um, I th- had this conversation with you a couple of weeks ago, and I had told uh, myself long ago that I've always wanted to have a podcast about something. What that something was, who knows, but you and I uh, were hanging out and there were a couple of people there and we were, we, had, we let's call it what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It was a drunken idea. A drunken idea. It was, <laughs> but it was something that I remembered so we weren't that far off. Um, and I told you, I was like, you know, something that I always wanted to do, Nick, was start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And you were like... So have I. I even have a name. And right as soon as you came up with that name, I was like, she's serious about this. Oh, yeah. Serious. And we're going to do it. We are. Uh, So we're going to get into a bunch of topics. Mm -hmm. This podcast is all about mental health. It's about different topics that we're going to run through. Depression, anxiety, being down on your luck, being vulnerable, how to cope with the job, how to cope at home, all types of stuff. It's going to be awesome. Getting up. Getting up. Putting your big girl pants back on. (laughs) Yep. Right. Getting up for work because you know I'm great at that. Oh, no, we know you are. I'm not a morning person. Neither am I. Oh, so bad. I can't wait. Listen, this is my morning. This is my morning routine. I get up. I look at my vape and I say, it's still too early for that. But I go (laughs) right to the white rock star. I hit that crisp taste. And I'm ready to go. See, I start by shotgunning a Red Bull. Here we go. <laughs> go straight into Jesus my. Jesus, why did you start a drip? I well, it just it just goes straight into my veins. Okay. That's what I need. I saw a guy do that one time, and I'm not mentioning names. He knows who he is because I know he's listening too, and he's just probably <laughs> saying to himself, "Bro, come on, my dude." He know I know he's saying that, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? That's like 250 milligrams right to the ticker." I'm so glad you're young. See, that's another thing we're gonna talk about: caffeine. Caffeine. Drinking. How we use medications, like all that good stuff. How we're prescribed medications, not how we frivolously no, use no, no. medications. No, not how we. Fri- no, yeah, we don't no. do that. Right. But well, uh, how we use sleeping meds, anxiety meds, stuff like that. Test. Test. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be great. What made you want to do the podcast? Mm, like, why to- were you so in line with me? When, when I mentioned this. I just want to reach out to people to let them know they're not alone. Okay. 
that's so important to me. If if this podcast has any purpose, it'd be to to hopefully get to the people that are listening to know we're here for you. It, it's even if we don't talk to them. Yeah, like we don't even have to be in passing. Like I just want you to know, like we're a phone call away. Yeah, or listen to this. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Is it? I not even more so in the fire department, but I have non-fire friends and family and some of them are the most stoic people that I've ever met in my life like they do not want to open up but you know yeah. there's something ticking in there you it's know it's hard to be vulnerable yeah it's hard and so even with people listening it's like you said people that aren't alone people that are um, wanting to get a perspective of things even more so I uh um I described the other day to um, my therapist. I see a therapist, by the way. And I was talking to her like how when I first, even before her, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen, you know, like EAP, the yeah. Employee Assistance Program. I've seen counselors and I've talked and those worked out great. And then I was like, maybe I should step this up to like a higher level of, of care. <clears throat> and she said, that she had appreciated my outlook on being open to everything that she suggested and everything that she recommended and that I've never given her any pushback whatsoever. And I told her this, I said, listen, my insurance pays 100% of mental health and I'm <laughs> great for this. Those a 25 year old kid that would blow 800 bucks in a strip club on a Saturday night because I believed everything that that stripper told me <laughs> and whispered in my ear. If I'm willing to do that, I'm willing to come I'm sit right here place. and listen to you. <laughs> I'm not taking this attitude of, really? You're getting paid to listen to me. See, that's how I went into therapy. I paid. Oh, I sat down and I was like, look, man, you don't like me. I don't like you. You're paid to listen to my problems. Let's get this over with. And he's like, ooh, yeah. you're a feisty one. Enough money will tell a stripper what a... Will, let a stripper know to tell me what a wonderful head of hair I have. <laughs> Even and though I'm, you're bald. And I'm going <laughs> to fucking believe them. And I'm going to say, man, I got a lot of volume going on here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we are going to start the cringy question, right? Just so everybody knows a little bit about us. So the interview. The interview. The interview. And this is another thing, too, is I told you, I don't want this to be an interview. Oh, absolutely. And, and, for all intents and purposes, there's there's interviews out there, mm-hmm. and there's podcasts, and they're great. I have a buddy; she started hers. It's awesome. It's it's really yeah. really good. I don't know if she'd want me to mention. It. She's doing good. It's all over Facebook. Um, but I did not want that. And at times, yeah, you and I are going to answer questions. Or we're going to ask questions just for the sake of conversation. Sure. But this is not going to be scripted. I just walked in here. We set up a mic that we barely found out how to use, and <laughs> we just started yapping away. Yep. What's the cringy question? Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Michael. No, I'm just kidding. Why Michael? You... <laughs> no, just kidding. Christ on a corn dog. <laughs> my mother calls me Michael. Did you just say Christ on a corn dog? I did. That's my lovely saying. I know. What do you think I got it? My daughter even says that. I love it. Christ on a corn dog. <laughs> and she's like, that's what Aunt Nikki says. I'm like, yeah, I know Aunt Nikki. Yep. Gotta love it. Uh, why did you want to be a firefighter? Why did I want to? It's not a cringy question. It's just... I, every, I every, hate that question during interviews. I'm the most cringiest interviewer ever. Like, ugh. Rocking back and forth. Yeah, I can't sit still Toe in tapping. the chair. Freaks me out. I'm right. like, ugh, am 
awkward. Right. Like, let's just get this over with. I would love to be have been on your interview panel, by the way. <laughs> what is wrong with this girl? We oh, need her. We, we need her. We're gonna fire her. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let her get no, don't say that. <laughs> um, so a lot of things came into play with me with being a firefighter. Um, to start off, I never wanted to be a firefighter. Never in my wildest dreams had I ever considered this. Really? I, I didn't understand why we had fire drills in elementary. We took a field <laughs> trip and it was a fire station in uh, down the street from my elementary. Um, and we went there and I was like, I'm not interested in this. Like, cool, they have a TV, they sit on this couch. Like, there's a cool truck outside. Like, everybody's bouncing, jumping on it. And I was like, I don't want to get on it. I have no interest for this. Where's the part where we go to Peter Piper? <laughs> Or my tokens. Yeah, where's my token? No, back then we used quarters. There were no tokens back then. Our ADHD is showing very badly. Right it's now. fine. <laughs> well, so I never wanted to. Thanks for getting me in line. Um, I wrote an essay for a scholarship in high school that I didn't get, but it was worth a shot. And the introduction sentence, the opening line was, everybody wanted to be a firefighter. I didn't. I wanted to be a high school English teacher. Hmm. I've always been into reading. I've always been into expression. I've always been into writing, creativity, all that stuff, uh, artsy fartsy. Mm -hmm. I've always been like that. Um, and like I said, I didn't get the scholarship, <clears throat> um, but even more so, uh, this happened outside of the college I was going to, DPCC, and I saw these two guys walk by and they had fire tech polos on. It said fire tech and had a little Maltese cross at the little uh, Via Verde Apostle Community College Maltese. And I looked at a buddy of mine and I said, dude, that looks like an easy job. <laughs> you he said was, that I said, the I said that. I was like, that's an easy job. I need a job. And he's like, yeah, I need one too. I don't know how, I don't know if this physical therapy thing is going to work out. And I was like, well, Let's go sign up. And we got, of course, he was in better shape than I was. I'm 325 at the time. And we walked, we signed up, and I was like, okay, hey, we'll see you in uh, August. First day of classes here. Good luck. And I was like, yeah, whatever, good luck. Put the cool stuff on the hot <laughs> May stuff. the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> we, we drag hose. I show up to work a couple times a week. We call it good. I get a cool set of bunker gear. No, I showed up first day, hose day, rolling hose, everything of that sort. I was smoking a pack a day, not eating well, never worked out in my life. Three, again, 325, bending over, rolling inch and three-quarter hose. Very eye-opening. Out <laughs> of breath, faint, wanting to pass out, wanting to puke. I was done. I was done. I Over wanted it. to quit the first day. But there was something in me, and we'll probably talk about that a little later, on why I didn't give up. Mm -hmm. And I just kept on. And it was almost like it was almost like self-torture with me. And I kept asking myself the entire time, like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? We'll get to that later. Um, a lot of people know. Um, so my father passed away. He passed away when I was 10 in 94. Wow. So I saw I saw it happen. He passed away right in front of me, massive heart attack. I saw El Paso Fire come in, CPR, all that stuff, innovation, IVs, you know, everything. And there's a 10-year-old kid that they forgot about in the corner the and I'm watching the entire thing Ooh, and uh, later on some at the hospital passed away like you know just the, the worst I, I, I had seen the worst mm -hmm. um, and maybe that grew something in me and 
I've even come to have my own understanding as far as like, am I, am I trying to save my dad inherently? Right. Like subconsciously, am I trying to do this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't consider myself amazing at my job. I don't consider, I'm all right. I'm pretty decent, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but when I've already experienced the worst at such a young age with somebody that I was close to and that I loved, um, those feelings, any feeling after that, should I say, was downhill. Sure. So maybe there was something growing in me. And it's also cliche. People always say 9-11. Mm-hmm. Well, I was 17 when 9-11 happened. I was a senior. I was watching the entire thing go down. Um, wondering how are those people getting down? Why are there people going up there? How are they going to turn that fire off? There's like a huge chunk of the building that's smoked out and it's right. on fire. Like, is there a hose long enough to go up those stairwells? Like, no education, of course. Like, you know, mm-hmm. hook up to a stamp, hook up on the inside, and you drag some <laughs> hose. But I was like, man, that's a lot of hose they have to drag up through that stairwell. Like, how long is it going to take them? Are they? How does that work? There maybe there was something growing in me, mm-hmm. and through my dad watching that through the need to prove myself in some way shape or form um, for a past life um, I ended up here and I think it had I deviated from any part of it I wouldn't be here so I'm glad through the mistakes that I made in my past right and I'm glad that every step that I took where I ended up here I'm glad that happened I also like to say, yeah, I grew up without a dad for the majority of my life, but I feel as though his death is validated because he was getting me ready for this. Yeah. And again, perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. That's strong. That that's a your why is amazing. The why you do the job. Yeah. I love it. Nicole so serious so serious question number two okay why did you want to become a firefighter uh that was absolutely not the plan what was the plan by far so uh, my life was great i was doing nursing i was just about to enter into the program they offered me a position to start in the springtime and I, you know, my dad ended up passing in 2016. Yours too. Suddenly. I'm talking like, took my little brother to school. Everything was fine. Woke up, conversations with everybody, went to work, had a massive heart attack and died. And I had to drop out of college at the time. Mm -hmm. I had had to go down there and tell him like, you know what? I got other stuff going on right now. I, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. And not only was I battling the responsibilities that I had to do but depression like that put me on my ass bad like I didn't think I was gonna get up from that one and so about six months later I went back to the school and I asked them what's the chances that I can get a spot in the next program and they told me they were like sorry you're gonna have to wait a year yeah I was like that's another year that I'm gonna have to put off gotta figure out something give me something so they're like what do you think about the fire department and I was like oh shit I was like, uh, I'll give it a shot see what happens so I did the EMS side 
After the MS site, I ended up getting a call from a department and started the academy right after that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, the good old academy. Oh, I what did you do? <laughs> I was the only one that showed up with red tennis shoes. Okay, well. Were they red? They, that's. I think I've heard this story before. That's but go the ahead, argument. Tell me. The argument is that <coughs> I think they're red, but everybody says that they were pink. They're probably pink. Mm. I'm looking at your headphones right now. Okay, well, when we start filming. I've seen your, your little tote. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking I do at have your, a lot of pink in my I'm life. looking at your eye watch. See, I, uh, when we start recording, I'm gonna bring them in so everybody can see. Good. But, yes, but everybody did have black shoes. I was like, no, I'm not changing my shoes. I'm not gonna be, no, I'm gonna be who I am. But then I realized later, I was like, oh, I stand out very badly. Like, yeah. there was no way to hide from anything. Right. So, but I made it through the whole academy with those little pink shoes, so. I was happy about it. But the resiliency, resiliency that I had to go through of putting my life back together at the time when my world was shattered. I, I went from having everything to I lost it all. Yeah. And you would laugh at me because I, I worked at Denny's for 10 years before I got onto the fire department. Yeah, I'm a Waffle House guy. <laughs> I love Waffle House. That is... Oh, uh, all right. How about this? Pancakes or waffles? It's waffles all day. I love waffles. No, dude, it's not pancakes. Look, I have this argument with my daughter all the time. <clears throat> She's a pancake girl. Gavin and I, waffles all day. <laughs> I'm like, waffles are just a self-absorbing self creature. Your personality shows through it. You don't want this gooey goodness on you. You're like, get this off of me. Who put this on me? Or it soaks it all up and there's not even enough time to taste it because it's already absorbed it all. You don't taste the syrup drippings on top. That is what pancakes do. I know. <laughs> Waffles. I shall hold this syrup for you, my lord. <laughs> and it holds it there so kindly, peacefully, waiting for you to crispy. devour it. And crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's waffles all fucking day. Do you, uh, every time I eat a waffle, I have to fill every little square with butter. I know that's so unhealthy. No, it is. And it's not even real butter. That's the even unhealthy part. <laughs> but I have to do it. Do you? I, I don't know if it's like the ADHD in me that's like, I need to fill all of these and then I'm going to eat it. I'm going to have to try that the next time. <laughs> yeah. Probably going to hurt. I'll have a heart attack nonetheless in my life, but yeah, pretty sure that's still going to happen. Immediately yeah. all right, die I'm going to try that. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Die. Oh, Gavin's going to do that. I'd be like, yo, Aunt Nikki said this, and he's, yeah, three, three butters, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so that's uh, pretty much how that started. And it was definitely an interesting journey because it was it was a very big, almost learning lesson, and I had to grow right. with getting onto the fire department because there were things that I've never done before. I went from serving tables to like rolling fire. I was like, there was so many things that I haven't done before mm -hmm. that were new. Like they're like, turn on this chainsaw. I'm like, okay, I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> that was probably one of the most interesting ones in there because uh, there was a lot of learning. At least you didn't start trying to chop something while it wasn't running. Mm -hmm. Seen that before. Oh, yeah. you have seen it all then. <laughs> yeah, seen that before. Um, but, uh, I have a couple of perspectives on things and we're going to get into those. Um, one of the great topics that I remember you brought up was uh, 
resiliency. Mm-hmm. And you had also brought up like, you know, addictive behaviors. And you had brought up um, general health. Yeah. And how we take care of our bodies. Yeah. Sleep. And diet. I can't. And I really, yeah, I know, right? And I really can't wait to delve into those. Um, but. So, <clears throat> with all these topics, we're gonna get pretty vulnerable in this podcast, and we're gonna—you guys are gonna learn a lot about us. And with that, I—I I will admit, like, I've had to get a form of help. Okay. Um, and I will release a whole episode on what that process was. Okay. But I've been in an extremely dark place before, and. I've had to climb out of that, and that took everything. I, I, I didn't even think I was gonna make it out. That, that's frightening for me. So I think it'd be frightening for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to hopefully put the steps, and nobody's gonna take the same steps, right? So if I put the steps out there, hey, this is what I had to do, then maybe if somebody's caught in that bad spot, that's just a start, you know? Everybody's gonna go through a different story. Everybody's got a different path. I was so against that everything happens for a reason quote. What was your favorite quote? I know you have one that you really hate. Oh, the struggle is real. Oh, the struggle Oh my God, I hate that saying. I've never had a struggle that wasn't real. (laughs) Right? Never, never have I encountered, I'm like, oh, this isn't real, it's just fantasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this isn't actually happening to me, yeah. Yeah. I have a negative 500 in my bank account. No, there's money there. I know there's... No, it's... Of course no, it's, it's real. real. <laughs> of course the struggle's real. Yeah, so... <clears throat> some of this is going to get pretty intense. Uh, but to all the listeners, I hope it finds you and hopefully helps you in some type of way. Right. So... Um, let's see. Oh, also, I have to put them in the loop that I'm going to ask you a question in the beginning of every podcast. A question? Jesus, I, mean, I never random. even knew about this part, but okay. It's going to be the random questions. Do you have one right now? Um, if you could be any candy, what would you be? Oh, wow. A Charleston Chew. What the fuck is that? You don't know what a Charleston Chew is? Absolutely not. All right, let me tell you about the days of the Charleston Chew. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's like taffy it has nuts in it it takes forever to eat um it's a gooey mess it's like this huge I bar i want to make so many jokes right now but we're not going there just because of, oh yeah here we're we not go. going yeah. there yes i cochina <laughs> you what would you be i you know what i love is the pull apart twizzlers do you pull each strand apart? I do. It, it, it literally drives me crazy because I if it rips halfway, I'm upset. Like, throw the whole twizzler <laughs> out. I don't want it anymore. You've upset me. So, I don't know. It has to be like the ADHD part of me that's like, just one at a time. Oh, God. My ADD gets worse when you're around. I, I know. So, at work, it's funny because... I have to tire myself out. Like I will run around the station mm-hmm. and my lieutenant will be like, can I just give her like 20 minutes? She'll tire herself out. <laughs> we'll put this weighted vest on you? Yeah. To, just to hold and you down? And then I'm laying down in the middle of the living room like a passed out toddler. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, she, yeah, she finally tired out. Oh, that's great. So that's always fun. 
but uh yeah you know what else we want, i want to talk about is like money struggles that sucks right um and see oh that's another thing um of the subject of mental health uh i have this thing where that i that i call uh planting your feet mm. and i haven't I've always had a problem with after work coming back into the world that isn't the fire department. See, that's gonna be a good one for our next episode. And I had some very, and even sometimes still have some very weird practices that I do. I mean, nothing weird like, like, like this needs a complete psycho. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm a spender. I have to buy. Really? Oh yeah, it has caused rifts between me and the wife, and I will spend like, like who needs ten colognes? Who needs that twentieth watch? It's a bad habit. Why do there I? There it is. Oh, it, it's bad. And for some, and I found out why I do that. I've narrowed it down to a practice. I've narrowed it down to what's going to trigger me to do it. And when you're going to uh, um, American Eagle on the weekend and you get paid and then come Monday, there's only like a hundred bucks left in there oh, for groceries. Yeah. yeah, those shirts do not taste good with a little salt and pepper. Ugh. Yeah, that's Do bad. not. Don't do it. Yeah, so that's one of the things that I do, but we'll talk about like yes. those things later. Second episode, that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> acceptance like not changing yourself who you are for the fire department uh, right we all started with the personality like be who you are pink pink i love pink i yeah. used to cheer in high school and i went from cheering to firefighting which shocker big difference yeah so uh overcoming fear dealing with anger issues oh i, I know some angry people i used to be <laughs> an angry person yeah yeah there was, no, there was nothing more satisfying than a hole in the wall for me. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> share the that. Through the drywall. Through the drywall. And you know, some people may be like, Jesus Christ, this guy's off his rocker. I'm like, we're gonna get raw, guys. Yeah. We're gonna get raw with some shit. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. And you know, the funny thing is, I've had a couple of people come up to me and they asked about this podcast. And they're like, hey, is it true you and Nikki are gonna start a podcast? Like, this is what I've heard. You know, kind of like a Herbie doesn't want to play toys. Herbie doesn't want to make toys. Herbie doesn't want to play big toys. <laughs> I want to be a dentist. Um, and I've been like, yeah, it's this is what it's gonna be about. But no, shut up. I don't want to talk too much about it. Well, tell us. Right. I'm like, stop. It's gonna come out soon. We'll, you know. We'll go from there. We'll go from there. Um, and I was stoked about that. Um, <clears throat> Have you had anybody approach you? I have. I've had a couple of people that are like, I would love to get on there and talk. And I'm like, okay. come on by, because we would love to have your input on the things that you've done. What was your story? How yeah. did you get over it? What, I mean, everybody, I say that time and time again, but everybody's story is different. Everybody has a different battle. What gets me is that you never know what's behind a closed door. Right. You don't. And the way we treat each other at work, the way we, you know, I am all about like playing around, messing around, like joking with each other. That's cool. But taking it too far when somebody's going through something bigger than you can't see yeah. is a big deal. It's, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, people that ask me also, um, 
hey, does admin know about this? As a chief, I got the green light from the chief. He was very supportive of this. Oh, that's awesome. He was very supportive of this. And I told him, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cite anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not out here telling people if you have this problem, this is the med for you. I was like, I have no way. No. I'm not going to go down that road. So anything that they think that we're going to talk about misinformation, like it's a perspective for me. Mm -hmm. It's a perspective from you. If you can somehow relate to it, great. If you're just bored and you want to listen to something and us rattle off in our insane ways, then... <laughs> if you can keep up, then hopefully then, it's then, gonna be then, great. Then go with it. No, but I was actually really, uh, really thankful that, you know, they, they were supportive. That is awesome. That they were supportive of it. Um, yeah, I... I'm just gonna run back a little bit to another thing I want to talk about is how being on the fire department does question your self-worth and your confidence. I mean, you're male, I'm female in the fire department. Right. So there's a big difference about the battles that we go through. Sure. Um, and, and it's funny you say that because, how can I put this? Me being a male, mm -hmm. that is not 100% of my confidence. Do you know how scared I am of heights? Oh, I'm the same way. Fucking terrified of them. Now they know. Yeah, now they, they know. know. <laughs> you know the funny thing is, is if is if, is if people say, well, well, what if you have to, what, what what if you have to like rappel from the second floor to get to the first floor? I'm like, well, well, I'm like, listen, if I'm about to die, I know I'm gonna do this. I don't know if for pretensies we're gonna do this right now. <laughs> And, and, and they've seen me shake and they've seen me quiver and I get past it and that's part of that breaking through and mm -hmm. keep going and just get this over and done with and let's find some value in this training. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so that's going to be a whole other episode. There, there's so many. Um, also, things that we, we don't want you to feel when you're dealing with mental health. Shame, mm -hmm. guilt. I had that. Absolutely. You know, I thought I was the only one. Embarrassment. Yeah. It can be embarrassing. There was one, maybe two people that knew that I was having an anxiety issue. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that they knew was because I told them, I think I'm having a heart attack. And they were like, what? And I was like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I'm having trouble breathing. And it feels like there's an elephant sitting on my chest. And I this swore, this was like at work. Wow. This was, yeah, I even told my wife, I'm like, I think I have a cardiac issue. Be, and well, maybe you should talk to somebody. I don't need to talk to anybody. It's, I need a cardiologist, that's what I need. Right? Like, no, tip top shape, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Textbook 120 over 80, pulse rate of 70. <laughs> Doing great, EKG, great. And I said, you know, maybe, maybe I do. Maybe now this is starting to come out just a little more now. Just a little more, and there, there were some things in my life that this started uh, manifesting. The anxiety started manifesting a little more, moving from El Paso to Cruces, um, uh, meeting my eight-year-old son that I did not know was my son. That's that's, that's a big deal. There's like huge life changes yeah. um, and things that now I have to prioritize in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and again, yeah, that shame I felt. I was like, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not cut out for this. Mm -hmm. What if they think I'm less? Well, come to find out that a buddy of uh, the, one of the guys that 
that I knew I even asked him that I was like do you think any less of me because I have this because I have anxiety like when I'm on scene I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool like I consider myself a duck on water mm -hmm. um, but for the most part I don't have these crazy racing thoughts yeah um, but do you do you trust me like that I'm not gonna spaz and he's like no absolutely 100% he's like we've been on calls together we've been on fire like I, you're you think straight you're, you're clear like I'm not worried about that that gave me a sense of confidence within my own affliction to seek help and say man this is this is okay and then I started opening my eyes to other people around me and I'm like wow I think they may have that too I think I think they may have just a, you know a lot or a little anxiety I'm like oh, I can see that mm -hmm. I can see that um, so I tell people all the time it's okay to not be okay right it's all right you're okay to have emotions that's what I told you the other day right oh yes you're okay to have an emotion so, it's okay to have a bad day let's talk about that a little bit hit it so I picked up the phone I was on shift during the evening time I, I just had a frustrating day yeah and I could tell that it was kind of weighing on my crew a little bit because I was not processing through the emotion that I was feeling and I feel like it just made the crew tense because nobody wanted to say the wrong thing nobody wanted to set me off and stuff like that and that's a bad feeling like I'm like oh I feel bad for my crew right now like they're they're on they feel like they're on ice so when I called you I was like hey man I'm just I'm having a bad day I don't know what's going on I feel bad I feel like I want to apologize to my crew and what did you tell me it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to have emotions. Yeah. Stop feeling guilty for having emotions. And that really stuck to me. Because I was like, you know what? Everybody does have a bad day every now and then. That's all right. And after you told me that, I got up the next day and I was good to go. Instead of that bad day following me into the, the next day, right? right? So a bad day turns into a bad week, turns into a bad month, turns into a bad year. Yeah. It, the, the backpack starts getting heavy, right? Keep putting the rocks in it. It's eventually going to bust. It's going to. It's going to get too heavy. And what do you do with that? You're just carrying it constantly. It's starting to weigh on the people around you. It's starting to show. And it makes me get a bigger bag. Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah. well, I need to up this backpack <clears throat> to fit all this stuff in it so I can stop getting frustrated. And it just, it, it does turn into a mess. If you choose not to handle it, you choose not to address the problems, it's right. gonna get worse. I, I promise you. So that that was kind of a, a big thing for me because I used to carry that stuff with me for so long. I would let it fester inside of me. The anger, the, the I would sit up at night and I'd be like, oh, why did he say that? Why did he say that with me? I'd argue with myself like back well, and forth. I do that because I have this people pleaser thing in me and it's a curse. I love making people happy. I love making people laugh. I'm a gift giver. I love that. So anytime I've ever had moments like that, I have to have that talk with myself yeah. and say, you're not flawed and you're not being selfish for having this frame of mind. Mm -hmm. There was something that upset you and now the way your mindset is, is just merely a reaction. And you can either blow this entire feeling out of proportion and lash out, or like you did, 
You took you took five. Took five, stepped away. You went into your room, you mulled over it, you soaked in shit for a little bit, because I could hear it in your voice. My crew put the plate at the door for dinner. They're like, here, let's feed the little gremlin inside the room. No, just kidding. Lunch. <laughs> just snatch it and bring it in. They're like, oh God. Is your chain to the wall? <laughs> no, I love my crew. I do. They're they're good guys. They're they've always been there for me, I guess. Yeah, there's always there's always been that one guy on the crew that I always keep as my hype man. Oh yeah, the hype man. And it's not even like it's not even like he like the, the it's not even the definition of a hype man. Mm -hmm. It's that's the guy that I'm going to lean on. Uh -huh. And that's the guy that I'm going to talk to. Yep. And th believe it or not, that's the one like moving to different shifts is one of the things that I do is where am I going to fit in? Like you talked about earlier, where am I going to fit in? But I find that one guy that I can always lean on. And I, for the most part, have the ability to open up to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But as long as I have one that I that I that I trust and I, I know is going to be on my wavelength, and mm -hmm. I trust I trust everybody, and I'm free to be open with everybody. But there's that one guy that I know that I just feel so comfortable with that gives me that ability to find myself to find Mike at work mm -hmm. instead of Mike the firefighter right and I and who's not going to judge me for the most absurd things that I may say yeah or the thoughts that I have, but and, you have and, that and, and he has that ability to plant my feet back on the ground mm -hmm. moving shifts the adaptability that we need to have mm -hmm. that's another huge thing that plays into our job absolutely one day you may be at your home station and you've been there for X amount of years and the next one Hey, uh, you're going to B shift station, whatever. Yeah, and you're and, finally comfortable there, and you're like, I figured out my crew, I know them real well, like yeah. we know each other. And you're pretty much a lamp. Yeah, and then you're like, oh damn. You just right. had that happen, right? I did. You just moved to different stations. How did that go? I moved stations. I mean, I loved my original crew. They were fun. I just and I went through a lot while I was with them. Um, I was getting back on my feet. That yeah. whole process of you know healing and. All that good stuff but I just recently moved over to this other crew and my mentality with it was okay don't overwhelm them yeah with uh, all your ADHD right. be calm and then I was like nope I'm coming in hot like you guys are just gonna have to learn to deal with me so but it brings a lot of light to the crew it does they're they're happier we're laughing we're joking um, so I, I do appreciate that with them. I, I didn't change who I was to try to adapt to that crew. I was just like, oh, they we, can tell me to calm down. Well, know? and it's funny too because we can, we have usually have the ability, and I tell probies all the time. I was like, be yourself. I want to see you. Mm -hmm. I want to see. I want to see what the real Bob is. <laughs> like, give me. give me that. Yeah. You know, I I I had a, a couple of probies, and they would they're, they're great EMTs, and. Hi, sir. What's your first name? And you know, they're they're real robotic. Mm -hmm. But when they are talking to a patient who's giving them a lot, I love to see there's a there's a tone that changes in the voice, and then there's that human aspect that I've had with some probies, and it comes out, and you can see their empathy, and you can see how they really yeah. talk, and it's 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 either one the comfortability with us not to be judged. Or that is the true calling that they had in them 
which is a part of their personality to do this job and it's to see that growth in a couple of months come out and believe me i don't i give credit where credit's due and afterwards my thing is that's what i want yeah bring me the bring me the heat that's what i want the way you handled that situation that was you mm -hmm. that wasn't a textbook that wasn't a script that wasn't do you have any allergies a list of medications are you current on your medication no you brought the fire and you calmed that person down mm -hmm. and you you blanketed an entire call for 15 minutes with just you being you mm -hmm. and they didn't even know they did it yeah and they learned individuality on their crew on how important that was that's awesome i always sit across the table from them and i i feel like i look at them weird right and they're like why is she looking at me like that? I'm like, tell me three things that I wouldn't know about you. And they're like, what? I'm like, I just wanna know three things, random things, I don't care. Tell me I have a dog, tell me I have, I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? I'm like, I don't know, I'm just different. <laughs> so I feel like I make them uncomfortable because they're like, this is a setup. And I'm like- Nosy Nancy mm. over here wanting to know my life. Yeah. <laughs> but then those three things, I feel like I know them on a personal level almost. Yeah. Like, hey man, how's your dog? Hey. I remember this about you. Hey, how's your family? How's your kids? You know? So it's just something that I can put to them that they're not just this robotic little person next to me. Right. So I like that. There, there's some interesting ones out there. Let me tell you what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting across <laughs> the fucking table from one. Yeah. yeah. I turned out all right. It took you listen me, it, to me, Probies. If I can make it, you can make it. <laughs> it took me five minutes with you. It and I. It took me five minutes. You walked in and you said, I was listening to Cardi B on the way over here. That bitch is vile. And I said, who the f <laughs> who is this? Hi, I'm Mike. W who are you? Oh, by the way, I'm Nikki. And I was like, this chick's off her she's, fucking rocker. I'm like, she's going to be all right. She's a <laughs> nutbag just the way I am. I was like, what, what song was it? And you're like, <laughs> and I was like, and then on my way home, I listened to that song and I was like, oh God. Oh wow, Jesus. Yeah, that dangly thing behind my throat. I was like, what is the fuck am I listening to? Cardi. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love it though. Have uh, you seen that video? I know you did a remix and put your face on it. Oh, I put my face in the entire video. Dude, this is going to sound weird and people out there are going to be like, of course you did. I'm gorgeous. As a, woman, as a woman i could totally pull that off if that was my thing oh <sighs> wait till we start video recording i'm gonna have you play it for them oh i you, have to have you do it i have it saved i'm, I'm excited yeah, I have it's its own file uh so talking about probe year that was probably one of my hardest times because i was so hard on myself the, was, the, the stress is on you it should be i mean it was but no i could never do anything right right never i it didn't matter if we had a fire and everything went smooth i went back laid down in my bed and was like you suck that that was the worst hose deployment you could have done that you did this wrong you didn't get to the fire in time you didn't do i tore myself up yeah. i put myself through stress anxiety like a motherfucker it was bad dude could it just be like the simple fact that you just wanted to make sure that you were doing a good job yes. and you needed to be where you needed to be? Yes, it yeah. was that. But I <clears throat> I also, I told the probie sometimes, like, be, be a little kinder to yourself. Yeah. Tell yourself, like, all right, I got that one. I probably fucked up on that one, but 
next one I'm gonna get in is gonna be better. Right. But when you have a good moment, give yourself credit for it. Because if you're just constantly tearing yourself down, because guess what? The guys are gonna do it for you anyways. Right. They're gonna fuck you up anyways. All so. of a sudden, you wanna do a good, all of a sudden, you decided to do your job today. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's coming. But uh, yeah, try to be a little kinder to yourself. Because, and it was the stupidest things. Like somebody would beat me to making the coffee. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm the worst employee ever. I didn't make the coffee. The I'm coffee's too light. They told me they wanted cinnamon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why would they tell me they wanted, why did they tell me that the chief likes cinnamon? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just be a little kinder to yourself. That's what I'd like to tell them. Cause... And then that grows complexes that affects self-worth. Uh -huh. That affects the mood that you're going to go home you that, you're, that you're gonna take home and then whatever you already have had to live at home with that you're gonna bring that right back to work exactly. and guess what we can see that right through you exactly we can see that right through you yeah so that's that's one thing that I, I did want to I know I'm all over how'd you get over that I'm giving I built some confidence yeah well, well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, but how, like, what steps did you take to go through that? Let's touch on that. Fuck it. So I had to literally tell myself, like, hey, that one was all right. Because the guys told me, my crew told me when I was at my, my last station on my rotation, yeah. they were like, dude, can you ever say anything good about yourself? Right. And I'm like, no, I really messed up with that patient. I messed up on that radio report. Oh, jeez. I'm just fucking up. And they're like, when are you ever going to be a confident person? What, what is that going to take? And so they would make me do it. They'd be like, say something good about yourself. And I'm like, mm. give me three things that you like about yourself. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'm like, I don't know. I just, and it, they just got fed up with it where they started making me do it. Yeah. They're like, tell me you did a good job on that. Okay. <laughs> so it started eventually happening, but then I brought that home and I was like, all right, let's try to build some confidence all the way around, not just at work, at home, uh, in my personal life, everything like that. And the confidence started to grow where I was like, hey, good job on that. Hey, this went well. This is starting to, to form. So it, it just started to grow in myself. And I always wanted to make sure I look good to my lieutenant. Yeah. And you cannot read somebody's mind. That's what killed me. I was like, does he like me? Does he not like me? He always has that same face. Am I doing a good job? Is he mad, is he mad at me? <laughs> like I was arguing with myself in my head. It would make me sick. Like, I was like, oh, I fucked up. He's so mad at me. And I'd ask him, sir, did, are you really mad at me? Because I messed up on that call. He's like, I don't give a fuck, dude. You, that's what you're worked up about? And I'm like, yes, I feel like you're, you're upset because I forgot, I don't know, something simple. And he's like, no, I, that really doesn't sit with me at all. I don't care. So something so small to them, right. so minor, it could, was it, huge and, and, to and, me. And, and by him saying, I, <clears throat> by him saying he didn't care, you're talking about when you like did the most smallest minuscule mistake, like you couldn't find tape. Yes, exactly. Because if it was something bigger, I mean, obviously they care. Yes. But it's like, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I, I. Yeah, I'm so sorry I didn't put hot packs in there and this patient really needed a hot pack. Why? I've never really used a hot pack, but for some reason, yes. this one a million call, I couldn't find a hot pack. Like those little small things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I went to therapy, they were like, instead of trying to 
to understand that you can't read their mind, try talking to them. Be like, hey sir, did, did that upset you? Like, be vocal about it. So that instead of me laying up at night being like, he's mad, I'm the worst employee, I'll never, I'm a shitty firefighter. Instead, I was like, sir, did that upset you? No. Oh, dang. All right, then I can let that go now. But I addressed it instead right. of sitting with it, letting it fester with me, upsetting me. And we don't need to give progress reports all the time. No, 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 no. We'll give you the progress report oh, if yeah. there's something that that the lieutenant, that another firefighter, that a driver was like, "Hey, we need to talk about this." Yeah, you'll know. You'll know when you. We we yeah we're not shy from mm-hmm. from uh, I don't want to say ridicule, but uh, yeah, you don't have to ask five thousand questions either. Like no, no when it's time to ask a question, no when it's not. Like right. if you really feel like you dropped the ball, you can be like, "Hey." I just get a second to talk to you about this. I, I feel like I fucked up. How can I do better? And then you go from there. Instead of, you, you can't read everybody's mind. You you feel like people are upset with you or talking about you and they don't care. Yeah. It's the littlest thing. So, yeah, that was a big thing when I was dealing with pro year. I think a big thing that I was dealing with my pro year It was, it was credibility. I think the dinosaurs were still around, right? I'm sorry. Did you hear that silence? <laughs> of course they were still around. It was still snowing outside and it was an ice age. Gee, Christ almighty, it was 11 years ago. <clears throat> I'm sorry. 11 years ago. Yeah, you were 18. 18. I was just a baby. You were just a baby, yeah. Um, one of the things that I dealt with, yeah, was credibility. Um, because I did want people to know that they could depend on me. And I wasn't asking for progress reports, but I was doing it in my own head. Yeah. And I was on a crew with guys who, I don't want to say they were salty already, but I just didn't know them. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kind of did the same thing. I was like, if they're not telling me anything, then we're good. Yeah. Take no news as good news, and that's what I, that's what I battled with. And uh, I realized that I could be myself, and I realized that I had to be myself mm-hmm. because there was one firefighter on that crew, and we've always been the best of friends. But he was the PT coordinator, and I knew he had enough of my shit with me running <laughs> so amazingly. Like you got Usain Bolt over here in me. Sarcasm, sarcasm. And I knew it. And as soon as I walked in, I said, oh, God, he's here. I was like, oh, God, this guy, I, uh, any other firefighter except for this one. I said, well, this is where I'm at. This is where we are. Um, and I was able to be myself. And he was a good shit talker, too. Oh, he sent me home with so many complexes. <laughs> so many. Until my lieutenant turned around and he had this huge water tobacco in his mouth. And he said, you realize on this crew, you can fire back, too. And I said, well, <laughs> Little do you know I have a fucking bachelor's in bullshit. And I was like, so it's on. And the thing, and as soon as I started firing, oh, we became the best of friends. Once I started firing back, oh, we awesome. became the f- best of friends. And then I felt I'm a part of this crew. Yeah. If I if I truly like mess up and if I upset them, they're going to let me know. Yeah. It took a little bit, though. It took a little bit. See, that's cool, though. Like, it's that bonding, right? Like, that's what made you fit into the crew. That's what brought you guys together was that shit talk yeah but 
Good times. And I still make mistakes. Oh yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. Considering the fact up. that I've been in since dinosaurs roamed the earth. And that's that's what that's what I want people to understand is that you're going to mess up. That's just part of life. Uh, Nobody's I, perfect. I don't want to say that I enjoy making mistakes. Nobody enjoys screwing up. But I will embrace that failure because that opens up such a realm of education for me. Absolutely. And, okay and in particularly when I get corrected by this time around, I got corrected a couple of times by a paramedic student. And he was like, no, I can look this up. This is this, this is that. And I was like, I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot that it was a safe mistake. It wasn't a dangerous mistake. It was a safe mistake. Mm -hmm. And it was more along the lines of like talking about a medication that does this. And he's like, no, that wasn't, that's not actually what that does. And I was like, no, I can swear. Like, And then for a little bit, I was like, I'm your preceptor. Don't argue with me. <laughs> but no, he was completely right. And that just you. opened up a world. And I was grateful. I'm like, man, I'm, so, I'm grateful that I have a student right now. And I was like, because there's been a couple of things that I've forgotten and so now it's i'm able to take a step back and mm -hmm. and, and say to myself like hey man you know, maybe a little, a little continuing education wouldn't wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't hurt, hurt me but that's you putting your pride down and be like all right like oh uh, that was that, hard uh, pride is blinding Oof. my uh, high confidence that's blinding yeah and that's that's not an easy thing to do but yeah you're you're gonna mess up that's just part of life and that was the the hardest part for me to understand was they're gonna think I can't do the job, they're gonna think I'm not good enough, and you cannot please everybody. If you're gonna try to please every single person in your department, it's gonna be a long life. Uh, and the only right one, now. the only one that I'm probably gonna upset is myself. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're gonna drain yourself trying to please everybody, forget it. It's it's just gonna take you forever. Right. And there's not gonna be happy there. <laughs> <laughs> So just learn to, to do the best for yourself and go from there. Yeah, that's all this. So I think this was a good start. It was. Um, we we gave you guys a, a handful, probably more than a handful of things that we're going to talk about. And Nikki was absolutely right. The ADD is going to kick in, but we're going to come right back around and we're going to take it home. <laughs> you just have to stick with us. Just stick with us. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to forget where we left off. Yeah. We so, have a lot of energy. Sometimes we talk pretty fast, but it's it's the energy drinks that get us. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see you guys. On we the need next... more energy drinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No more. Yeah, we're not shotgunning shotgunning them though. We're <laughs> gonna enjoy them. We're gonna do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. We'll kick it off with some good subjects and go from there. Let's do it. I can't wait. We'll All see right. you guys. See ya.